Hello and welcome to a special E3-focused episode of the Go Play That podcast. My name is Rob Cook and I'm joined by Earl Baker. Oh, that's me. Adam out of the water. Hello. And Bob Marate. Hey, hey. And Ricardo Hush Gonzalez. You almost said hot, but yeah, thank you for that. Hot Hush. Ricardo Hot Gonzalez. Vicky Hush. So we are deep into... E3 territory Ugh. right now. Um, we've seen all of the conferences, but it is day two of three of the general floor, I think. I think it's yeah. three. Uh, it's day three, is it? I think so, yeah. Is that uh, on Monday? Yeah. What day is it today? <laughs> We're recording on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's day three. Cool. So um, the press is there, but we are not. We have been able to experience E3 through the magic of the internet. And... Um, we wanted to have a chin wag between the four of us about what we are hotly anticipating based on what we've seen. Uh, so we're not going to really go through each conference. We're just going to talk about the games or the announcements that are most interesting to us at this point. Um, shall I, shall I make a start with, with one game? Yeah, Two, go one. ahead. Do it. Cool. So I haven't seen much out of E3 specifically for this one, but I know that it's there because there's new content and re- reveals about the game coming out. And that's Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who's with me on this one? I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I am, yes. You'll take it. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm counting the days until it's released. So yeah, I'm pretty much as hyped as you are, probably. Is, is it out this year? No, nah, next year for Europe and America. February. Okay. Okay, February. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Um, so I've played four and I played a bit of three, but I've, I've not played through one completely. I watched Giant Bomb do an endurance run where they play through all of Persona 4. Okay. And, and that's where the majority of my, my interest stem, stems from. Um, but the new one looks fantastic. Uh, Which is- I just, I just don't know too much about it, to be honest. Hush, do you, uh, not Hush. Well, hush, yeah, Hush, do you know anything about it? About Persona? <laughs> not really, not really. Um, yeah, Bob, do you know what's most, interesting to you about persona 5 at this point i know very little about persona 5 and i okay. am making an effort to keep it that way yeah because i don't want to i don't yeah. want to know a lot about the game itself so i can like get the full surprising experience i know that it's going to follow the same formula of the previous games where you have like a um a stage where you are supposed to develop your social links with the npcs and everything and then you will right. have a, a dungeon crawling phase where you are supposed to have all the action and stuff Mm-hmm. but that's all i mean that's really nothing new and and yeah, i'm okay that's with the that. best way to go though exactly that's the, that's the best way to go is to avoid absolutely everything if you know that you're all in for a game you might as well shut your you know shut your senses down and and just wait for it to to release yeah yeah and i, th- I think that um the marketing team actually know that and as a result they're actually reaching out to the people that maybe haven't played those games before yeah in the process they might show something a bit flashier or exciting that could be borderline spoilery. Well, sure. The good thing yeah. about Persona is that you can pretty much enter the franchise in any title, and it won't really matter because all of yeah. them are completely different. Uh, so, like, ep- uh, like episodes. Well, they're all also completely the same. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, story-wise, and all yeah, that, that, you're not missing. Really. You're not missing uh, like a continuation of a story. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, three and four did have 
vague links to each other. Vague correlations, maybe, but yeah. And characters yeah, of exist course. in those worlds. But yeah, mm. for sure. Uh, yeah, you, you, you can, I imagine you can jump into five without having played the others. Yeah, and enjoy it a lot. I can say confidently you can ignore one and two. Not because they were bad games, but they, they really did sit very far apart from the most recent games. Right. Yeah, actually, no, I did try uh, two, I think, maybe one. On PSP. On PSP, yeah. Well, yeah, on, the re-releases on, they did. The yeah, on Vita, I think. But yeah, um, they're much harder to get into. So mm-hmm. there's no real need to go back backwards in the series. Just Just jump on the new one if it ends up being great. I'll wait for the 2D fighting tie-in. Persona 4 Arena is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a special edition Japanese copy of the sequel <laughs> uh, that I picked up locally when I was there. So but it's, yeah, it's, a perso- it's a sequel to a Persona 4 spin-off. Yes. Love it's it. deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Hold on. Wasn't that the only game for PS3 that was actually region locked? And the first one was... Ah, so the I second think. one wasn't. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you got lucky there then. Or is it Guilty Gear that they region locked? Mm. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. Something was. Yeah, so I think I know a good amount about... The, the right amount about Persona 5. Yeah. That's, uh, sounds like a good way to approach it. I mean, I'm not really... Um, if if anyone shows me any video or anything, it's not like I'm going to say, no, I don't want to watch it because I will still like enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not actively looking for any information about the game. Right, yeah. Okay, well, um, maybe we should find a game that we have found out about as a result of the, the conference. Um, anyone got any surprises that, that they're really interested in? Uh, should I start? Yeah, go for it. I got one. Uh, I'm really, really interested, and it might actually sell me an Xbox if I don't oh, buy it for PC. Oh, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about hot, Sea of hot Thieves. System seller. <laughs> I'll probably buy it for Exclusive. PC. You know? <laughs> Xbox One and PlayStation. Uh, no. What? Windows, no. Yeah. Windows 10. Yeah, right. Play play anywhere. <laughs> play anywhere. Uh, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's the tagline, right? Yeah. Sea of Thieves from Rare. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. You said play anywhere, but you can't really play it on the train, can you? So, <laughs> no, <laughs> on your wrong. Windows phone, hush. Boom. Oof. Windows the future, man. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone on me? I'm all, oh, I am on top of you right oh, now. Sweet. At, in the prospect of co oping <laughs> Sea of Thieves, it was actually going to be my first game yeah, that yeah. I mentioned. Mm-hmm. That is definitely the game that has really... It, it, it was the highlight for me on the E3, the whole conference, Sea of Thieves, to actually see it uh, played, to seeing a bunch of players manning ships and each one of them having different roles and having battles multiplayer, four versus four, because they, I don't know, they just banded together and they one was manning the cannons, another one was in the wheel and some other was just plugging the holes that the other cannons uh, did on the ship. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I had so much fun. The concept is spot on what I hoped this was. Yes. Um, And I I wonder if that was a reaction to the speculation around the game many years ago when they said they were making a pirate game or if this was the plan all along. But I, I, I think this is at least in concept alone, what everyone hoped Sea of Thieves was going to be. I wonder, yeah. But I am such a nut for boat games, man. You wouldn't believe. Yours are the horse simulators. Mine are the sailing games. 
So <laughs> my, my favorite Zelda, Wind Waker. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3, I spend more time on the boat sailing than actually making the proper missions. And the same with Rogue and the same with Black Flag. I, yeah, I could just play those games for hours just sailing randomly in the sea. And this one, Sea of Thieves, is just right up my alley. For me specifically, I've always been interested in the idea of uh, multiple players um, controlling one vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Star Trek MMO was released, I think that's kind of what I hoped that would be. Um, where, you know, being a massively multiplayer online game, I thought, you know, guilds would just have one starship that you all clamber on and everyone controls their own little bit. Right. I was disappointed when it wasn't. I actually quite like Star Trek Online, but that's another another matter. Um, there was another MMO. It's a Russian game called Allods. Maybe, Bob, you've heard of that one. I've heard of that one. And I played but, it briefly, but I didn't really dedicate much time to it. No, you had to get to a super, super high level to get to the point where you were manning ships. Mm. Um, and this basically just jumps straight into that like that point there there are some like korean mmos that do it as well but this this looks like the first accessible truly multiplayer ship combat game whether that means spaceship or yeah. boat um so i i'm i'm the, the the concept alone has sold me i i'm slightly wary of rare has broken my heart before <laughs> at least at least what rare is today um but i at the same time have pretty good faith that Microsoft are in a really good place right now in terms of the quality of their game software and listening to the community first. That I think this is going to be a blinder. I think it's going to be very good. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to know more about it. And well, I'm guessing that I will need to upgrade my PC a bit. Maybe not. Maybe I get mm. lucky. I don't know. Isn't it too demanding? Yeah, it doesn't really look too demanding, but you never know. I, I better start thinking of an upgrade. Or you can buy an Xbox One for 207 euros new. Mm-hmm. Or that. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Wait, 207? Yep. You know, I was looking into this game, and it seems that you can create custom stories. So players can actually create stories for the game. Oh, so as in you create scenarios before the game begins. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but uh, oh, it'd okay. be very interesting. It's not just creating a map. It's actually a story. Or huh. like maybe a mission of some sort. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea that the game will organically tell a story from the outcomes of the battles. Um, so it's interesting if there's an actual deliberate setting up the reason for the battle. That's yes, I didn't know about that. That's that's curious. Hmm. Well, you mentioned that that you are always interested in the concept of several players manning a single ship. Mm. Have you played Guns of Icarus online? No, I, I haven't. And at the same time, um, having watched videos, it didn't quite scratch the itch I was looking for, but that's not a fair thing to say without playing it. So I can't no. pass judgment on it. I honestly have not played it. I mean, I own it, yeah. but I, I haven't played it because I never actually managed to get the amount of friends that I would want to play this game with. <laughs> <laughs> and even if I did, I'm pretty sure nobody else plays them anyway right now. Yeah, I, I, it needs to be something accessible that everyone's just going to jump on. Um, much like Overwatch has been for many, I guess. Oh no, you um, you didn't. Ah, uh, yeah. It's we just be, we just uh, yeah we just started. It's going to come up every podcast for the rest of, <laughs> for the rest. of eternity. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, what I'm saying like a game that everyone can jump into, despite the uh, the mastery level being very high. 
it's very accessible at the bottom tier as well. And this looks very friendly, um, graphically at least, and, mm-hmm. and rare. Uh, don't seem to be in the business of making games that are difficult to get into. Yeah, it's hardly going to be a simulator. No, no, exactly. But at the same time, I do want to feel that, you know, if I am deck scrubber, um, <laughs> that I am contributing in some way, if that makes sense. Like, no matter what your role is, I don't, I don't want everyone to want to be the captain all the time. Yet there has to be a sense of contribution regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be co- it would be cool being someone coordinating. Although from the from the video they showed in the conference, it seems that everyone's kind of scrambling and and communicating together. Like, oh, we need someone to go downstairs and and plug the the holes in in the in the ship, and then you've got someone say, "I'm on it, I'm on it." Well, isn't it? There's like an FTL style panic, isn't it? Like, okay, yeah. the scenario is exactly that. You know, water is leaking, so we're going to have to sacrifice the guy that's shooting the aft cannons to like using a bucket to get the water out. So right. that's a, a decision like, okay, I'll do it. But that means we can't shoot on that side now. Um, and that's the kind of panic that uh, is the right kind of panic for that game. Yeah. Fun kind of panic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're discussing Xbox one and we're discussing windows 10 and this, the, the play anywhere stuff, another game that came up, um, which it was announced as part of the, uh, as part of E3, but it was pretty clear it was gonna, it was the next Forza game, Forza Horizon 3. That, mm. that was gonna happen. They're on this, uh, cycle back and forth between Motorsport and Horizon right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's set in Australia. Uh, it, it looks great. My concern, my concern with it, it's not a concern necessarily because I'm still gonna play it and I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but they seem to be stuck in a rhythm and you, I know exactly how that game is going to play. Like I have a very good feeling about how it's all going to play out. That you're going to get the different wristbands, and you're going to oh, uh, play a play a few races, and then play a final event, and then you're going to have to race something that isn't a car, and then you'll travel to another location and you'll change the car class. I feel like even if they do that, they can get away with it this time. Um, because I do feel like they're bringing this game to a new audience by bringing it to, by having it on Windows. Yeah, they're trying something ambitious. Uh, they're not just this isn't just the same first game or same second game, but in a new location. Yeah, that, it's that, there are new things happening this time as well. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about how that co-op works, but that for me to me that just sounds like road trip. You just bounce around the level around the game world, competing in events, and eventually you know, play together and, and progress through the through the ranks together. That sounds great. It sounds it, like it, the crew to me, and that's not really a bad thing. Yes, exactly. Mm. You, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. It, it sounds like all the best things about the crew. Stealer. Um, and from the, they, they seem to be really pushing how easy and fast that will be. Um, like, oh, hey, Bob is doing this challenge, and if I press the X button... I'm going to also be in that challenge cooperating with him. And even if he's already started it like five, 10 seconds ago, the game was just going to throw me in at an appropriate place in that challenge. So I don't have to wait for a timer to tick down to say, you know, wait for Bob to finish before getting in there. It's going to take me straight there. And mm. that seemed to be a big selling point. And that's the only downfall to the crew experience for me, other than finding people I knew to play with. 
um, was the, <laughs> oh, okay, they started without me, so I'm going to have to wait a bit now. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, oh, the, well. the, 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 the Play Anywhere stuff means that um, more people that I personally know will have access to this game. When I bought an Xbox One, I bought Forza Horizon 2 and Forza 6, and my issue was no one was playing those games anymore. And those games were clearly hooked into either beating your friends' scores or playing with your friends. Like It, it lent really hard in that direction. Yeah, it's all about the leaderboards, like the dynamic leaderboards coming up all the time, players populating the game world, jumping into multiplayer, you're, you're right. My Forza and- leaderboard had three friends on it, and, <laughs> oh, you know, man. and my, my, my connections to, to people that play games are pretty vast, mm. if I may say so. Um, you know, I've got double figures of Overwatch players, yeah, dropped it again, um, <laughs> on my Battle.net list, and yeah. On, on my Xbox Live list in 2016, uh, I have three people playing, and none of them are playing Forza anymore. Yeah. But uh, no, Forza Horizon 3 has the potential for a lot more people that I personally know to be on there, and that excites me a lot. Uh, before we move off of Xbox, uh, I'm going to want one of those colored controllers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, my uh, gamer tag engraved on it. Maybe, maybe not. I'll see how I feel. But um, they, they're improved. They're the improved um, controller, which is coming with the, the new Xbox One S. It's got a better grips and... It's ripped for your pleasure. It will be for my pleasure. <laughs> and it has Bluetooth for my... For your wireless pleasure. Wireless <laughs> pleasure. Uh, although I, only, I already have the, the PC dongle because I'm, I'm using an Xbox One controller on a daily basis. Anyway... Uh, but yeah, I feel like I've been playing around on the website because the the controllers aren't going to be available until September, but you can already play around with their designer uh, tool on the site and, and figure out what you might want. Oh, and okay. You, you, can, you can make something truly hideous. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's going to be ghastly. <laughs> yeah, just pink pink and yellow and green or something. Yeah, yeah and orange. Oh Brown sticks. That's for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas theme, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, nothing else uh, jumps out at me from from the from the Microsoft side. We didn't really see too much Crackdown Three on. The, on didn't I don't think it even came up on the on the stage it, show. No, I don't, I don't think I, it did. Is it even there? Yeah, uh, I think it's there. Yeah. Oh, really? That's how significant that franchise has become to them. Then, yeah, that's a shame. For, it's a shame. Yes. Yeah. Um, how about Gears? Yeah. yeah. Gears, I could take or leave it yeah get the, the experience with gears is very much um dependent on who you play with You're right totally. yes exactly I'd, I'd, be, I'd be tempted if a group of us were playing it i'm not going to be heartbroken if we don't also my understanding is the last gears games the last two gears games were real bad um not real bad uh yeah three was three was all right but it already passed its prime and then uh, judgment judgment i didn't even finish um but it was still fine. It was just not <laughs> high doing praise. It. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just didn't do anything. They weren't real bad. They were just more Gears of War, and you had to really like Gears of War and not care that it wasn't progressing at all. Um, I played the beta for four, uh, and it was fine. But I think I've moved on from mm. Gears of War. But yeah, totally. If there were four of us up for playing that, I- I'm in. Yeah, I would only play it for the co-op anyway. So yeah, yeah. I'm not think. I don't think I'm gonna 
play the versus mode, and I definitely wouldn't sit there and play the the campaign on my own. But that's pretty much applicable to any game. If you get four people to play together, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, true, hmm. true. Well, yeah, we we did see that so. uh, in your uh, your weekly events last year. Hmm. Well, yeah, we we could easily we could still have fun whilst ribbing something that's terrible and then move on. But it's better to play something good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to spend sixty euros on something. I'm just going to rip on. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, well, times four. That's two hundred and forty euros they yeah. get from us. I'm going to I'm going to sit back and I'm actually going to do a rare thing and wait for the critical um, response to it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I need a secondary opinion before I go into that one, and a guarantee of people to play with, and those two things together already means like quite a high bar for, for that game to achieve before I'd buy it. So I'm wondering if this might just pass me by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. There were, there were a couple of things actually from the Microsoft side. I, Re- I, there, there was recall. Oh yes. Um, which you, you take this energy core and you put it in different configurations and you, you, you get different powers, like different pets or something like system that. System seller, system seller. Uh, and then there was dead rising four, and I like three, so I'm I'm fine with more of that. But I've, again, I've been I, told I, to play three, so I'll I'll let yeah. you. I'm going to report back on that. I like uh, Dead Rising. I liked yeah. one and two, so I, I, I haven't had the chance to play three yet. But hmm. uh, no, that, no, uh, Bob, that's an interesting experiment because I have been told as an individual that did not like one and two at all, at all, that I would probably like three. Mm-hmm. So where are you gonna where are you gonna fall as the person that did like one and two? On I three? would probably just like it as well, not really <laughs> especially. I, I I don't know. I mean, what I liked about Dead Rising one and two was not exactly the uh, how how top notch the game is. You know and what the, I liked about it, did you did you like the mission structure that kind of thing? No, that stressed the fuck out of me. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right then. <laughs> But I quite enjoyed just like going around kicking zombies here and there and not taking everything any serious. It's just that, that that's how it roll, I guess. Yeah, the problem the problem with doing that in Dead Rising One and Two is that you were limited to what you, what you could achieve. Yeah, you cannot a, see the a, truth. It was a time attack. You yeah. can actually see what the game was yeah. truly. You cannot see the good, the true ending unless you you follow the the stressing time the that the game lays onto you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that doesn't that doesn't happen in three, and I and that won't happen in four. Well, then, probably not. No. If that's the case, then I will enjoy three so much. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's grab three. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. There is a game. Um, I'll just leave it as a a brief mention because mm. what I saw left me a little confused, but scale bound. So, um, Hideki Kamiya is uh, directing the game. Um, he of Beautiful Joe, Devil May Cry, um, Akami, Bayonetta? Bayonetta, one and two, most recently. Yeah. Um, guy can make a video game and is one of the rare developers that has, in my view, a flawless record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his take on Monster Hunter, which is a series that in concept I've always been interested in, but in execution just didn't quite speak to me. So I am willing to give Scalebound a shot, um, but what I saw was was um, 
I, I don't know. It was just, it was just very confusing when I saw it. It was a bit too silly. I don't know. Tonally, it was odd. There were dragons in it, but there was a lot of close combat. Um, not quite sure what they were trying to achieve with it. But other than it being a Monster Hunter game. So I'm going to put what I saw to one side and take a deep breath and wait and see. Because I have too much faith and affection in uh, Kamiya-san to dismiss it based on mm. what I've seen so far. Yeah, that's valid. When, yeah, valid. when is this out? Next year, I think. Mm. What is it? Yeah, I, I don't think this is one of the soon-to-be-released ones. Uh, let me just... Yes, it's uh, 2017. That's that's all we know. Okay. Yeah, and it was originally an Xbox One exclusive, and now it's Play Anywhere. And cross-play. Yeah. Okay. That's cool, that's cool. Hush, did you have anything that jumped out from any from anywhere across the whole the whole event so far? I probably have to jump to Sony, I guess. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, I know. Like the Resident Evil demo was very interesting. I already read that it has nothing to do with the actual game. So. Oh no, don't don't let me go down this rabbit hole. So <laughs> Yeah, this is a is a SMSPT. It looked great, the demo, but then they say, Oh, but this is not part of the game and then it's gone. So I have spent the last 24 hours obsessing over the community's attempt to finish the demo. Um, what, I nobody has finished it. it yet? No. What? I didn't even know it was that tricky. So I'm saving it for the weekend, actually. Uh, I mean, you won't finish it <laughs> because you, you'll, need to, you'll need to check on Reddit and um, NeoGAF to collect the pieces of the puzzle that have been solved so far. Okay. It's the same as um, PT then. Exactly, yeah. And we're knocking on the time period that PT was solved. Although, looking at the backstory, PT was apparently solved by accident. Um, someone stumbled upon the actual solution or the hint that led to the solution accidentally in a live stream. And that's why it was solved so quickly. And this demo is designed by the same guy that made the PT demo. Capcom hired him for this and probably other parts of Resident Evil 7 as well. Um, so I imagine he came in with the very strict intent of that not happening again. Do it again, do it again, mm. but better. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think we're going to find out much more this week even. Um, people are even speculating from like the file size of the demo, which is over three gigs, that there's probably something substantial behind the small demo that people have seen so far. Oh, yeah. But yeah, this is just potentially more exciting is what if there's nothing more chun, chun. than what people have seen so far? Because it's if called Norman Reedus in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the opening hour, right? Hmm. Beginning hour. Beginning, Beginning hour. And that suggests that there's maybe an hour of gameplay. I don't know. That's <laughs> what? But, Could be anything. But the, the demo is very... It, there are two end states that people are aware of. That one is like you pick up a phone and you hear a message. There are lots of different phone messages that people have heard so far. And the other is when you open a door, you get attacked and the demo ends. So some people are on the side of the fence that says those are the ends of the demo. Um, whereas others are like, well, that means the demo is five minutes long and doesn't really show you anything. Um, I doubt that that's what Capcom would be happy to put out as a demonstration of what Resident Evil is. So uh, there, there is a group of people on Reddit and NeoGAF, so go check it out for yourself, that are diligently 
and constantly discovering new items and lines of dialogue in that demo um, as as frequently as like 15 minutes before this podcast was recorded i saw that a new item had been discovered so hmm. it's it's still ongoing hmm interesting interesting yeah, yeah. to see their communities working together like that mm-hmm. it's astonishing i think it's cool that they're making this into like a piece of art it's an experiment actually because not even it's, yeah. it's not a demo anymore it's not a demo of a game they're not showing what the game is but they try to get to your attention and people will just buy this game just to see a little bit more of it yeah yeah it, it creates a buzz yeah. um maybe the demo is there but we haven't seen it yet <laughs> we haven't unlocked it yet <laughs> Yeah, that was really cool. And then the addition of the VR component to mm. the whole game, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could make or break it. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. This, that's the type of thing you need to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, My opinion falls nowhere. I think it's a brave move. Don't get me wrong. And I think the Resident Evil franchise has done a good job of reinventing itself constantly. It's one of the few franchises that actually, you know, looks and controls differently and um, has a different uh, tone to it, um, iteration upon iteration. And Mm. this is probably the boldest leap that Capcom have ever made. And I'm more than happy to be taken along for the ride. Yeah, speaking of leaps, um, there was another demo there that got me a bit confused because I didn't expect it to be what it was. And this is probably more for Rob because it's Call of Duty. So that demo that was really <laughs> different. Like I liked it. Yeah, and I haven't some liked people it. were conf- yeah. Some people were confused as to whether it was Call of Duty. I, I immediately knew it was based on the way it looked and the animations. Uh, it was like a uh, the demos in space, right? Yeah, yeah. I have trouble even remembering it. It just didn't hit with me, to be honest. Um, it looked cool. It looked like bombastic and stupid and people yeah. just shot in anti-grav and all that stuff. Yeah, it felt a bit like Bulletstorm, I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I, it was I, I, I know, um, I think it was Stu that was telling me that apparently in the Twitch live stream, while that video was playing, people were joking like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Call of Duty is screwed. Mm-hmm. And then found out it was in fact Call of Duty. And then people going, oh, uh, I just got, tr- I just trolled myself. Doi. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Um, I've got another game that actually surprised me that because I, I didn't really expect to know anything about it. And I, I pretty much still don't. Because... <laughs> Because what they've shown is like very little. And it's not the new game from Kojima Productions. (laughs) It's actually the Spider-Man game from Insomniac. Ah, okay. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So being from Insomniac was the thing that surprised me. Right, exactly. I mean, it's not the fact that there's a new Spider-Man game. It's the fact that Insomniac was was making it. Mm -hmm. And... uh, no, let's. I'm not going to lie. It looks really good for what I've seen in the the trailer video. I don't think it's like... I, I'm guessing it's not gameplay or or anything like that. It's just like it was in engine, yeah, right? In engine, yeah. but not exactly not not proper gameplay, like the game in action. And and it did surprise me how how detailed the suit is and how dynamic and fast it seemed. And if they let me explore the city around as as they did on the previous games of Spider Man, I think Amazing Spider Man Two was it. Uh, yeah, they've got me already. 
I I want that real bad. There's so much potential for Spider-Man games to be great, and they actually, across the span of generations, have a pretty good hit rate when it comes to superhero games. I think I think we had a conversation similar to this in a previous podcast, actually. Bob. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was just thinking about that. It's funny yeah. that they show this when I said on the previous podcast that I ruined my childhood, <laughs> yeah, yeah, saving my pocket money for Spider-Man Two. <laughs> so it has a better hit rate than Superman, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it looked good. I think I was hoping it was going to be what was rumored, which was the Sucker Punch uh, Spider-Man, just because I I have a lot of reverence for that studio. But I have no reason to doubt Insomniac's ability to make a Spider-Man game either, so uh, I'm definitely interested. Weird that it's a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, it's it's it looks like it, but it's funded by by Sony because Spider-Man is owned. By Sony. Sony, but yeah. it's not. It's that not was, anymore. No, it, yeah. they, that's the, that's the weird thing is they got rid of Spider Man and they held on to game rights. Or it's oh, not. okay. Well, they. It's very unclear. Um, yeah. Maybe if Stu was here, he'd, he'd describe it better or more accurately. But they either sold or have licensed out Spider Man to Marvel to use in the movies. So one could speculate that maybe part of that agreement was for this game to exist on Sony consoles. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you're right. There's definitely a legacy with Sony that has led to this being a platform exclusive. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's a, a strange cause it's a first rather than, rather than being, they're not being a trail back to the reason it, it's just strange. Cause it's the first, the first one that would be exclusive to the platform. Yeah. And also like, you know, you'd think that Disney would want as many people as possible to be able to play it. Um, but yeah, anyway, who knows what they're doing? <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a few sequels that came up, um, that we knew about going in that I'm more now more interested in. Uh, so Dishonored 2, I, th- I think showed really well and I'm looking forward to that one. Cause I did, I did enjoy the, the original, mm. um, mm. and Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Yeah, Mankind okay. Divided. Um, I really liked Human Revolution. Again, had its flaws. I have to Spl- play it splintered still. but whole. <laughs> splintered. I'm not- DSX splintered but whole. <laughs> oh, fractured but whole, isn't it? <laughs> fractured but whole. And yeah. well, that. Anyone interested in the new South Park? I thought oh. that fell flat for me. Uh, I'll play I it. am. Yeah, Just for a laugh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it doesn't even have to be great. Yeah. I'll play it because it's South Park. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Stick of Truth. You actually enjoyed You finished it. Yeah, I did finish it. Yeah, it was a long game. Yeah, yeah, I played it as well. I liked it, but I don't know. Uh, I'm worried that this one isn't made by Obsidian, which means the game may not be as good. Uh, it's not. I don't know. No, it's not the same studio. No. Um, but, but I don't know the studio that's making it, so that's a harsh assumption. They were changing mechanics, so I'm guessing that we will find out. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a, it, it's a great IP to to have um and i hope that this isn't the last south park game and i hope that they branch out into different genres like they did in the n64 era <laughs> oh god yeah that's they went track. a bit overboard then though <laughs> yeah 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 too far but um you know as, as like mobile games and stuff like that i think it's fine yeah <laughs> um yakuza zero is at the show was it mm-hmm. i missed I that there's no other, not in the conferences, but it's it's there. It's yeah. showing. They ha- they have it at E3. But they did not say any release date, did they? 
I don't know. I don't know. I thought we already knew a quarter it would land in. I have a feeling it was meant to be like the last quarter of this year or something. I, I may have very well have missed it. I don't I think don't it, I, I, it's, I, I could be completely pulling out that out of my ass. So check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to that, but I still haven't played too much of, uh, which one am I playing? What's the latest one? Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played much of five. I think it's just cause it's on a platform that I don't regularly boot up. Does the, um, the streaming work for PS3 or is that a PS4 only thing where you can stream your, uh, game to a PC or a, Oh, I that's imagine PS4 that's PS4 only. only. Uh, yeah, yeah, because like yeah. you could just have your, you could have your PS3 just sitting somewhere, <laughs> just on, and stream yeah. it as something that you actually play on. But yeah, um, um, you, you mentioned Dishonored two. Yes. Um, I wanted to uh, hang on Bethesda for a bit. Sure. Yeah, um, they had a good. I think they had a really good show. Yeah. No. No. For sure. I think people that are into their franchises like Fallout and Elder Scrolls were serviced very well. Um, but for me, um, they have announced that Prey continues to exist. We have a new CG trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy that that franchise is alive. We know nothing about the game, but curious to see what, what comes up next. And motherfucking Quake. <laughs> Quake, Quake champions. Quake, yeah. Can you believe it? So soon after Doom, they decide to announce that that's a game they're working on. Um, and they, they, they were dropping some info nuggets like it's, it's very character-based, like hero-based, if you will, um, like a certain recent Blizzard game, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be very different to, to Overwatch in terms of how it plays. It's going to be very much... Uh, speed of execution, twitch gameplay, 180 headshot spins, that kind of thing. So exactly um, the game I would not play. <laughs> yeah, this is the one that is for yeah. you, Bob, for yeah, sure. Yeah. This is the Overwatch that's made for me. <laughs> um, but it's I think that they're in a position where it stands apart from Overwatch enough that this is more for like the Counter-Strike crowd, I guess, if you will, or probably more accurately... The Quake, the Quake crowd. crowd, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. They still exist. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do indeed. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad that that's uh, a game they're working on. The developer, the developer history would concern me because it's Saber Interactive who haven't ever made a good game. Yeah. Um, I so I, I trust in id who are overlooking the project mm. and I have started to gain faith in Bethesda as well. Um in that they're willing to reel something in if it's not going the direction they're happy in, happy with. Right, yeah. Uh, they have cancelled games multiple times. I'm looking at Doom and Prey. Um, and also even post-release with Doom multiplayer, a game with, you know, a game which was well-received, they're not satisfied with how that multiplayer has ended up and they're taking it to a different development team and have made a public promise to make it better and have even laid out what that looks like. So regardless of the studio's background, that studio either has to bring it or something will change. Yeah, you've so, got a good point there, yeah. So the IP is king in Bethesda and they do right by their IPs. 
So I think no matter what this ends up being, it will be good. Uh, it just may not be out soon. Yeah, they're not just going to fart something out. No, exactly. Cool. So yeah, Quake. Um, remember, similar, yep. Sorry, uh, similar to Quake uh, Champions, uh, Lawbreakers is approaching. It's a, another arena-based shooter. It's coming from Boss Key, which is headed up by Cliffy, Cliffy B, right? B. Yeah. And um, that looks pretty good as well. Some of the some of the modes that they're talking about sound interesting. There's like modes where there are three points on the map. Once each each point has been captured, it's frozen. Once the three have been captured by any one team, they become available again. So it's like, you're like racking up points by freezing zones and then it's, it sounds interesting and unique. And I also heard that there's a there's a button to shoot behind you without turning round to shoot to look. Huh. That's cool. Uh, Weird. Probably means you're not going to get too many kills doing that, but the, those kills might be pretty cool. Oh, Lots yeah. of highlights, yes. What the? <laughs> yeah, it's strange. I've, I've never seen that before. I wonder what the accuracy is, if it's like dead on 180 behind you, or because you're shooting over your shoulder, it's inaccurate and... You know, yeah, like, like when you do cover fire. Equivalent of blind fire or something. Yeah, from yeah, Gears blind cover fire from Gears. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that's the case. But um, yeah, that, that holds promise based on pre- the pedigree there. Um, we just got a lot of arena shooters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're energized for more of them. So so more the merrier there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Bob, I cut you off earlier. I uh, know. I was going to say, remember a few podcast episodes ago where we said it would be pointless and yeah, odd that they would remaster skyrim for playstation yes that was me (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well i would like to take this moment to say how pointless and stupid it would be to remaster morrowind (laughs) for new new generation consoles (laughs) well there it is Um, just in case they're listening and yeah i apparently people have been asking for it more specifically on the console end Mm -hmm. um it's funny that they're releasing this on pc and have you know that seems to be putting their penis the in the chopping block, if you will, <laughs> um, to compare themselves to the actually very dedicated and talented modding scene. Mm. Um, so good luck with that. Um, there, there are definitely going to be comparisons when that thing comes out totally. to, to what they did and what the community did. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's not my franchise, so it's not right for me to say how I feel about it. I just am very surprised at the business decision. Uh, anyway... Uh, I guess they think that people will buy Skyrim again. Yeah, looking forward to shoot dick arrows on PlayStation 4. <laughs> and John Cena. And John uh, Cena when leveling up. songs when you level up. <laughs> and dragons. Dragons that do the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they land. That makes it, yeah, that makes the game for me. I would buy yeah, it for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Is there, anyway, more games. Is there any games. other uh, any other big game that's been remastered? I don't remember. Um, oh. Crash Bandicoot, you're mentioning <laughs> here, right? Yeah. Is that what you're alluding to? But is this no? But this is going to happen. But it wasn't. Was it really announced? It wasn't shown. It wasn't shown. It was announced. No, they only mentioned the Skylanders. Uh, no, 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 no. They said that they're, they're remastering one, two, and three. Ah, yeah. okay. I missed that. Okay, cool. So I think work. there has been a screenshot or a treatment as to what it will look like, and it looks like visually they've definitely brought it up to date if this image I saw was real, which I'm... Is, it, to... is it the one with Crash looking into the camera and waving yeah. or something? That's, yeah. that's Skylanders. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's how Crash yeah. looks in Skylanders. <laughs> okay, yeah. a, a lot of outlets are using that as the remaster headline image. I know, I know. <laughs> um, they were very particular about saying it's a remaster, not a remake. Yeah. And those games don't play the way you expect games to play anymore. No. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think that's actually far more niche than some people realize but at the same time, it is something that um, a lot of gamers have been calling for. So it feels like one of those make good to our players type thing. Rather, You don't than, actually want this, but here you go. Yeah, sort of like that, you know. I don't think this will make a lot of money. Um, hmm. But it's also a really nice gesture to what has been quite a vocal corner of the community wanting to play Crash Bandicoot again. So I can't floor them doing this. The, the game is dated as hell. Yeah. Um, so fine. Bring, bring that thing slightly up to date and uh, make a few people happy. Why not? Yeah. I played a very specific section of the first game recently. Oh, in uh, Uncharted. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I failed miserably because the depth perception is terrible and the controls are shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how it was, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And I enjoyed those games back in the day. Yeah. But, I mean, there, there are people that want to see this and... Yeah. Uh, Fine. I, I I can't floor it. It's it's not Skyrim crazy. Yeah. Are we gonna talk about Zelda? Yeah, that's the, the big omission from what we've talked about so far for me. Um Breath of the Wild. So they finally put a name to it and have been showing gameplay and on this on the Nintendo stream played oh God. from a from a Wii U. Well that Nin- oh, system seller, system seller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's one of the what, it was the one best, of the two systems. This was the best Wii U game they showed at E3. <laughs> that one, I, that thing, I can. Yeah, that is a true statement. It was that is objective. Very fact. true. Yes, yeah. I, I'm going to go one one more and say it was the best game that Nintendo showed at E3. <laughs> well, they the, showed two. the best game they on a Nintendo two. platform. Yeah, yeah, they showed two games. It's not that bold a statement. Well, 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 Just Dance maybe. Yeah. No, still. Ah, that was, that was a f- officially announced as an NX game, right? Just yeah, Dance. it was, it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> NX announcement at E3, to my knowledge. Uh, but Zelda looks really good. It does. Um, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I think I've made that very clear in previous podcasts. Mm. And believe it or not, Zelda is not my franchise. Um, but this one looks really good. And it's got survival elements that look appealing to me because i don't generally like that kind of like hunting gathering type gameplay um but nintendo have a way of presenting things that are very accessible and enjoyable um and just exploring that incredible looking landscape uh yeah i'm in the zelda scrolls <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean um i am really really impressed by what i saw on the new zelda but i also have a few questions and Mm. concerns about this new game oh the first of all is that is the very first voiced zelda game so it has full english voiceover around it it's not a bad thing well that that's not full i mean it's like (laughs) (laughs) proper speech and everything you know all of that was in English in the in the demo that they shown on the horrible presentation they did, and um, it kind of bugged me out because because Zelda has always been this kind of 
game that did not have any speech language on it. It was always like some made-up language or gibberish or something that would kind of give it an identity, you know? Yeah, but I guess Nintendo had to try and set some of their franchises apart, and I wonder if this is going to start to be a new direction for the company, because all of Nintendo games, Nintendo's games are that. Like, cutesy characters that communicate in a gibberish language which is interpreted to us in subtitles like pretty much all of their games do that mm-hmm. um and it looks like they want to take a more serious tone with zelda and that's going to be their and you made the comparison yourself their skyrim mm. or their dragon age then this is the right move if that's what they're trying to achieve with this um, yeah but then then the next question begs are they going to localize the voiceover as well Are they going to translate it into different languages? And if so, can they... Well, it's Nintendo, so yeah, they can afford it, but should they? I think they probably should, yeah. I mean, it's speculation, I guess, but... Of course. I, of course. I, I would assume that they're going to put in the appropriate effort to localize into all the relevant languages. Yeah, that, yeah. I think they have to if they're going to go that direction. Well, did you did you play any of the Zelda games um, in Spanish? Uh yes, I have. So what what is the listen in Spanish? Is it's, it it still says listen. I mean, the okay. very first oh, game that was translated into Spanish was Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. and in Majora's Mask, the fairy that comes with you does not speak; it just jingles. So I think that's how they circumvented the hey and listen, mm. uh, just by by changing it to some jingle. But the 3ds version of Ocarina of Time, which is also translated into Spanish, it also says listen. So. Right. Okay. No change. So this would that. be this would be a first. Yeah, this would be a first. If they actually dubbed the the game into Spanish, I would be even playing it in Spanish just to see how they did it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I normally play the games in English or Japanese, whatever. But if they do it in Spanish, I want to see how they do it. Yeah, and I think they, I think they have to. I'd be amazed if they don't. So that could be an interesting story. They did Star Fox, which actually, which actually is uh, surprising already. I never expected to hear Star Fox in Spanish. There's so, not much dialogue in that, though. You have to exactly. expect that Zelda's going to be quite dialogue-heavy looking at mm. the direction they're taking. So, mm. yeah, it's, I think it's actually a valid concern yep. um, it, for any foreign-speaking gamer. Mm-hmm. Foreign the second, speaking, foreign language speaking. Yeah. The second thing that... that um, I can't say really that this put me off, but uh, struck me as odd, was the futuristic settings and technology-based setting. So normally Zelda has been all about ruins and magic and stuff, and now it's more like, yeah, uh, technology and, you know, um, circuitry and devices. And, and I'm not against that. So just to be so clear, I'm not really against that. I really want to see how they surprise me with that. But it's definitely taking it um, a bit further away than what Zelda normally does. Mm. I'm, I'm sure it's all powered by magic. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they the will come up with that yeah magic okay solved that's it yeah yeah mm-hmm. um yeah for me different is good for zelda i need a reason to get into it yes um i i have zeldas along the years that i have really gotten into um in particular um oh my god <laughs> wind waker and uh the first n64 one ocarina of time those, mm-hmm. those two really did speak to me um The three, the th- yeah, the um, 3DS game was my favorite. The one that was the sequel to yeah, Link to the Link past. Between Link, Worlds. Link Between Link Worlds. Worlds. Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Link Between Worlds was great. Yeah, it is very. I haven't good. played it, so I couldn't judge. You should. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And judge. Do, do, uh, but yeah, it's good. Sorry, do we know the trailer? Was it uh, a Wii U trailer or? It was, it was Wii yeah. U, yes. Okay. Yeah, everything we saw was on Wii U. Because uh, they actually had gameplay, so they had the gamepad in hand. Okay, yeah. okay. Because it looks very nice. It looks, it, it looks, yeah, and to be honest with you, um, all Wii U games look really nice, but they're yes. all designed for that one target hardware. Fit for purpose. Of course, of course. Mm. No, but I mean, this one, it looks like it's like painted. The way the textures uh, are in this game, it feels like it's actually painted, hand-painted. Yeah, which is very yeah it's nice, like a, a very nice oil effect. painting yeah. look. Um, interested to see if it looks any different on NX. I'm assuming it will not. Yeah, whatever the hardware specs on that are, I guess. Yeah, and I just think the art style lends itself to something that doesn't need upscaling. Like, the game is already running at television resolution. So unless the NX ends up being some big 4K monster, like um, what Microsoft announced, um, I guess that would be the only difference. It's the same, but 4K. Yeah, yeah, and then, it looks good on a Wii U. So did the, did they show how uh, what's it called the the peripheral that they use for the Wii U? What is it? Wii what I saw, they didn't seem to take much advantage okay. of the existence of the gamepad. Gamepad, yeah, that's that's what I was yeah. curious about. They, how they're going to use? Yeah, it. they they stated they stated that they are not going to be using a lot of the gamepad because they are intending to have the same experience for Wii U and the NX. So it is designed. Mostly and recommended to be played with a Wii U Pro controller. So no gamepad for NX confirmed. Yeah, or something. (laughs) I don't know. Or definitely not something uh, similar to the Wii U. Yeah. So if they have something gamepad related, it's definitely not going to be like the Wii U. You know, the the NX is just going to be VR only. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Well, yeah, there's rumors along those lines, right? That the delay was because they were seeing what other people were doing with VR. Um, I don't know. There's, there's yeah, I still don't know what, the... I can te- what I would tell them to do <laughs> based on what's happening with VR and based on what's happening with, with Sony and Microsoft's late, uh, you know, next iterations on their consoles. It's, it's not clear what the right move for Nintendo is. I've never felt more clueless in my life as to what direction the industry is going in. Like, yeah. do we need to lean hard into 4K and processing power? Do HDR. we need to lean into... Uh, yeah, high dynamic range VR. But that's um, a good thing, right? I mean, you just wait and see and save up in the, in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Nintendo aren't usually in the business of doing a bit of everything. They lean hard into one. So they ask you to come and follow them. Yeah. yeah. Which way are they going to lean? Who knows? Um, yeah. There's a really good article on a website called goplaythat.com that speculates as to what the VR solution for the NX could be. So never heard of that. Check out that website. Yeah. Bunch of losers. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh <laughs> uh, well, 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 uh, well. Other games. I I guess I have some bullet points. I wouldn't mind going through. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go through mine as well. Okay. Um. I'll I'll, I'll go then as we've mentioned it. I wanted to bullet point a couple of games from the Electronic Arts and Ubisoft shows. Yeah. Um. The story mode for FIFA 17 looks super weird, which means I'm interested. Mm. Um, I I want to play NBA Live, which just came uh, free on PS Plus to play the Spike Lee story mode. Uh, that's two, yeah, NBA that's 2K. 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 Um, oh yeah, that's the that's a franchise franchise. Yeah, uh, yeah NBA 2K 16. Um, yeah, there's the concept of a story mode 
with cinematics and progression like that in a sports game just sounds ridiculous and up my street. I and like it. I like now the as idea well. so much. So, yeah, yeah I, just, I just want to play that. Um, hmm. I, I was a Pro Evo player last year, and that kind of ridiculousness is enough to swing me. <laughs> um, and Titanfall 2 looks real good. I like Titanfall 1, and this one looks like they've just amped it up um, even more. Lots more variety on the mechs. The grappling hook gameplay looks great. Yeah, just and m- moving around looks really cool yeah. and unique yeah, super yeah, and, I was, and i was reminded that uh overwatch maybe have stolen a few things from titanfall 2 actually um yeah maybe i was thinking back and yes some of the some of the little gameplay nuances in overwatch were in titanfall um and on the ubisoft side uh for honor interests me a lot mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it could it could go one way or the other but i love the the setup of these three factions of time like the medieval knights versus samurai versus like norse um vikings yeah yeah it reminds me of that um american tv show um deadliest warriors oh Oh, yeah (laughs) which had its own set of games actually yeah yeah um and this has a very chivalry-esque type of uh gameplay to it and i think deadliest warriors had a dlc for for chivalry yeah uh, but the, the Malay combat looks really interesting in that, so definitely want to play that when it comes out. Mm-hmm. I played that last year on on the Gamescom, and I can tell you it's it's really good. Cool, yeah. The, so. the, def- the defense mechanic of you pushing in one of three directions to parry or block the other player's attack looked really fun to me. Um, it looked like what I wanted that Crytek game to be. Uh, what was it called? Rise. Rise. Yeah. Rise. I, I, I did mention yeah. that, that. As long as it's not like Rise, it should be okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that looks really cool. And a game that I don't know how I will ever get to play, but the Star Trek VR game looks very good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love Star Trek, so that's probably important to put up there. Um, But having multiple people wearing a VR helmet and manning their own station uh, is really, really cool. But that, that thing, I'm making assumptions, but... It can't be for PlayStation VR because you can only plug one headset into a PlayStation. Multiplayer. Probably going to be VR. VR online multiplayer? Online. Yeah, it'll yeah. Be online. online yeah. Pretty sure. Ah. Yeah. And you use your headset to communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird because in the demo, Levar Burton said, the coolest thing about the game is I could hear the person that's next to me tell me what my command is and then I do it. So... Maybe that was a slip in the messaging, if that's the case. Cause I took that to mean that he could hear them through the head. Like you would hear that through the headset. But you're oh, right. Oh, they position them in the stereo mix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's what that means. But it could all we they you know he could have said that thinking you know meaning that they were in the same room. But the, okay. Yeah. Now now you've painted the idea that this could work on PlayStation VR. Yeah. This game could actually swing where I go in the VR platform world. I mean, I'm I'm sort of interested in VR. I'm mm. not as like passionate and desperate and salivating for this as many people are, but I I feel like I need to get in somewhere. If I find out that people are playing this game on PlayStation VR, which is more likely the option because most people are going to get in on that one that could sway my decision to buy that. That's how cool this concept is to me. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's, no, that's my rundown of know, those two. If you but. look at the video, uh, there's actually a, it seems to be a PlayStation camera per person. So in theory, oh think, really? I need to look again. Then I think I was just going. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the cast of multiple Star Trek series. <laughs> <laughs> but this actually sounds a bit like uh, the the game that Bob mentioned in the beginning, the Sea of Thieves, because everybody needs to do a little bit of something in there. But mm-hmm. it also reminded me uh, when we were playing, what's it called? Space Team? Space Team. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it actually is cl- probably closer to Artemis Spaceship Simulator or Bridge Simulator, which we, I think we all own or most of us own, but have never I played. I want to play it, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's the accessibility, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Space Team is really good for that level of accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Ubisoft are really good at getting people in the gate for a game and the Star Trek IP surrounding this and most likely the buzz of VR. It could be like a real, it could be a real success potentially, I think. And hopefully uh, a very good game as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, you've got me scratching my chin now because I kind of was leaning in the Oculus direction, Mm. but um, huh. Okay. For what it's worth, if it helps, if I do get into VR, I will very likely go PlayStation VR. Really? Yeah, yeah really. Even okay. though it's not the most advanced um, device no, definitely around, not. it's um, going Vive or going Rift uh, is already going to demand me for me to upgrade my PC because my my graphics card cannot yeah, handle yeah. it. Yeah. So it's no longer a 600 euro investment. It's um, it's likely a 1.5k. Yeah. And Vive euro. needs a lot of space as well. Yeah, Vive needs a lot of space. Yeah, and Vive the, is out of the question for me. Yeah. Out of and, the question. And the PlayStation VR seems to be specifically oriented into games. Yeah. Which is more what I'm more what I'm going for right now. Vive yeah. and Rift are great, but right now everyone is doing a lot of little tech demos here and there, but. PlayStation VR has the games. So yeah, yeah. if a game is released for the Vive and the Rift, very likely will be released on the PlayStation VR. And if it doesn't, that's all right. I mean, catalog yeah, well, is already wide enough. True. Yeah. Um, I, I would need to know where this game lands. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this is, uh, according to the site, it says, will be out this fall for Vive, Rift, and PlayStation VR. There you so, go. Coming out in all three. There you go. Mm. All right, I need to apologize to Stu because I said that's impossible on PlayStation <laughs> VR. Um, as someone that's only played on the PlayStation VR and you've played on the Rift, I think we need to compare notes after the podcast. Yeah, um, we should, we should. And there'll be a VR podcast in the future, I can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, shall I go through a few bullet points? Please. Uh, we Happy Few was, was a fun little demo. It's oh, the yes. one where the guy doesn't take his happy pill and he's a he become he's a downer they call him a downer because yeah. he's not buying into the drugged up reality that people are trying to convince themselves they're that, in that presentation <laughs> was fantastic although yeah. having spoken to people that have played the game on green light apparently it's more of a daisy type of game yeah that really bums me out because if that's true i i would like it to be a bioshock more curated experience game. yeah yeah so i that's the vibe i got from it so um, yeah, I, I have time for that based on that demo. They, they did a good job of selling me on the, the game. Yep. Um, over to the PS4 side, there was Horizons. Oh, that was a PS4? Yeah. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. which was, uh, mm-hmm. hun- hunting robot animals. Yeah. It didn't crash this time. No, <laughs> that was good. Um, 
that could be good, I guess. People seem interested in it, but yeah, it's not higher on my list it, because it just doesn't doesn't I don't know. It's not grabbing me. It looks cool. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, I like, it looks good. I like the demo though. The gameplay was mm-hmm. cool. The way they, they were actually fighting and showing all different skills. It's it's interesting. Looks different, yeah, different enough, it, I guess. Um it looks like some of the um creature combat from the Witcher three where you're having to use a lot more tools to, to chase track and then defeat like a, a monster. Uh, if, if, if the majority of the combat is all about that, like how do you deal with something that's bigger than you? Mm. Uh, that, that could be cool. Um, Cuphead. Yeah. Yeah. It still doesn't have a release date, but no. they're still aiming for this year. Uh-huh. And that, and that, <laughs> that on, Visual style alone holds up. Uh, it, yeah, it just looks like a crazy old cartoon. Yeah, Steamboat yeah. Willie Steamboat style. Willy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the couple of things from Ubisoft: Watch Dogs Two and Ghost Recon Wildlands. I will play both of them. Ghost Recon looks really good. Yeah, Ghost Recon. I could. I. I would like to also get into from the multiplayer and Watch Dogs Two. I enjoyed the first one. And the second one, bit of a strange tone, like you're, it's all mischievous and then you shoot someone in the face. But, uh, I like, I like playing with all the different gadgets and I think they can make that work causing chaos. Yeah. It's, it's a very short period of time to get, a, to convey the tone that they're going for. Yes. And I noticed that Rockstar don't even try when they, no. <laughs> when they first reveal their games. Uh, it's usually just music and a camera looking at the, you know, the city basically. Yes. yes. Um, but when you actually get to the game, I can see elements of what they're trying to do with Watch Dogs 2 being, if executed well, fine tone. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to be serious, but also ridiculous. Dumb. Yeah. 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 And satirical and so on. Yeah. 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 yeah that I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and that, yeah, that's my list. It's a long list. It was, a, I think it was a really good E3. Um, I'll play, okay, yeah. I'll play Detroit Become Human because uh, David Cage is <laughs> is entertaining in all the wrong ways, I'd say. <laughs> um, but I love those choose-your-own-adventure dumb act- uh, adventure games that he makes. Yeah. Mm. Um, that game looks they're trippy. Sort of always, yeah, they're always like, yeah, that one looks really trippy. Yeah. Um, they're always like, they have a great concept, but the acting and the writing is just terrible and the outcomes are stupid but i've stopped hating it and i've learned to love david cage for being just weird uh so <laughs> I'll, pl- I'll at least play it i'll i'll borrow it or i'll wait for a sale for it. experience it, it yeah. i'll definitely play that game and finish that game um and uh i i feel like i have the last game to mention uh but i don't want to say it unless other other people had another game they wanted to talk about first no, about well, Detroit, I really, really want to play Detroit because I, I, I'm gonna that's, say that's what, it, that's, I love that has become human. Yeah, I loved Heavy Rain, but I hated it uh, Beyond Two Souls. And uh, Detroit seems to be going a little bit more into the narrative of Heavy Rain, so I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that develops. I yeah. think it's a crime scene stuff, no? Maybe yeah, so. Yeah, it's um, what was the character? Um, who the the the, the police character in Jaden? Yeah, Jaden in Heavy Rain, right? I yeah. think so. I, I I just threw a weird name Norman, out. Norman Jaden. Norman Jaden. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 
I remember you thinking, know, I remember thinking, um, a whole game of just him would be really cool. And this yeah. looks like it could be that. Compared, yeah, this is that with uh, some of the binary domain stuff. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> like the people that don't know they're human. Yeah. 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 That's uh, what yeah. is it? What is it to be human? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and all the outcomes of that one scenario were very entertaining. Although clearly that won't be the level of complexity for every outcome. Like I've, I've seen enough trailers for David Cage games to know that <laughs> that's not, it was a nice dream. Yeah. You're not going to get 10 outcomes for one scenario. Um, but it was cool. They, they did a very good job of communicating what that game is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no other games. Can I, can I drum roll and hit the big one? There's, yeah, there's always a lot of games to talk about, but I think it's, it's a good moment to go ahead. Do the, do your thing. October twenty fifth, the Last Guardian. <laughs> yes, I was about to say that. I forgot about that one. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 like the Duke Nukem Forever of twenty sixteen, basically. <laughs> uh, but hopefully not shit. I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that game exists, and it's it's out really soon as well. So um, cool. Mm. Yeah, good good on them and and the way they did it as well that's a very short trailer and they just went look you've seen enough you know enough just it's coming out and it's coming out in a couple of months so is there, there, is there a vr version no no not announced anyway <laughs> why dude it's a ps3 game but come on a ps3 october if it doesn't have vr you know i yeah don't shoot on everything in so keep it up <laughs> keep it up yeah that, that that game should have been out last generation. Yeah, and think how long this generation. Uh, I was going to ask how many threes so. actually they were talking about this for how many? Yeah, did have yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Ten years, I, I think. enough. Yeah, I, I like that from the very first screen of that trailer. I knew exactly what it was from just the color scheme. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean that's how ingrained into our brains that game's existence is. So amazing that we're going to play it and. Um, Ico and Show the Colossus were good games, so yes, let's I see. Like them both. Let's see. All right, uh, is that a wrap? That's a wrap. Look at I that. I think so. Yeah, we could always Those continue. There, there were so that... many more games, but yeah, but we're pros, you know. Those other podcasts that have to cover each day and they go on for three hours. We just and they tell you what you get need to, to go know. there. Yeah, <laughs> to tell you what you have to know. No fluff. Just so, go yeah, play these. Just play those games, and if you've got any other suggestions, firstly, shut up. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong, because <laughs> we're right, and we didn't say it. But, uh, yeah, let us know what you're interested in by emailing us at podcast at goplaythat.com or hitting us on Twitter at goplaythat. And we have been <laughs> Go Play That for another week. Uh hope you... Enjoyed it and enjoyed your E3 week as well. And uh, we'll be back next week. Next week. Yes. Goodbye. Good. On time, maybe next week. Who knows? Yes. Hopefully, yes. This yeah. one's a bit late, Hopefully, but uh, yeah. we wanted to f- fully digest what was going on this week. So, yeah. So, I hope uh, you enjoyed our vomit. See you, on- <laughs> <laughs> see you on the other side. Bye. Till next time. Bye bye. Yeah.
Yeah.